0: Basketball is all about advanced analytics. They're they're, they're kind of the only sport that will proactively tell you that they base their postseason on things other than just wins and losses. Welcome to the Speakeasy Sports
1: Show. (laughs) Time to pull up a seat, pour a glass, and talk some ball. Here's your hosts... Daniel and John.
0: What is up, everybody? Welcome back to the Speakeasy Sports Show. I am Daniel, and he is John. Thanks so much for subscribing, for being here, for watching. Um, uh, Leave us a comment. uh, Let us know what you are up to uh, this college basketball season. We're in the middle of our conference previews. John, how are you this evening? I'm great. Uh, I... uh have have had
1: plenty of brown liquid over the holidays. You love to hear that. Uh, have enjoyed myself thoroughly mm-hmm. and uh, and now you know we get to we get to talk about college basketball. So what what could be better?
0: What could be better, I ask you? We are going to the Powerhouse League on the West Coast. Nay, I'm not talking about the Pac-12. I am talking about the West Coast Conference. And we're not going there because the best teams are in the West Coast Conference this year. Um, Honestly, we're going there because I think one of the biggest stories in college basketball is who is Gonzaga Mm. this year? Gonzaga has found themselves in a bit of a different role. And so, you know, typically the way we do this, we talk about You know, favorite to win the conference, who's a contender and who's a dark horse. We'll get to those things, but, you know, we'll just sort of start at the top here. Gonzaga kind of been the perennial cream of the crop in the WCC forever Mm -hmm. since Mark Few was born. And um, this year, though, they're not the college football or the college basketball juggernaut that Mm -hmm. they have been in years past. They're not the, you know, kind of de facto number one seed. Their non-conference results have not been overwhelmingly stellar. Uh, They've been fine. There's Mm -hmm. been nothing egregious about them, but they don't have any monster wins on the resume or not a ton of monster wins on the resume. And they're kind of a college basketball underdog almost, Mm -hmm. which for a Mark Few coached team – is crazy. What do you make of Gonzaga this year? And and do you think that role is going to suit them heading down the stretch and into into March?
1: I mean, I think Gonzaga is, is the type of team that generally plays better as the underdog, right? Like, I think Gonzaga, if you look at their history, if you look at kind of how Mark Few built this program, and if you look at how, especially how they fared in the tournament, they tend to they tend to do better uh, when when they are playing that role. The challenge I have with Gonzaga this year is if you go back to the West Coast Conference um, preseason and you look at the coaches, so the coaches did their uh, their annual uh, poll of who's going to win the West yeah. Coast Conference, um, and it was split between St. Mary's and Gonzaga, as you would expect. But St. Mm-hmm. Mary's actually was picked by the coaches to win to win the league. So Gonzaga came into yeah this season as an underdog and they and they haven't it, something is not clicking uh for them yet, right? Like so it is kind of like if you think about that mentality, they tend to play better from that from that stance. Um but man, it's it's not happening right now. They had a bad loss to San Diego State. They lost to Yukon. Um you know, they're 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 in this kind of winning the games that they should win. Uh, But also losing some of the games that they should win too. a loss to Washington loss to, you know, Purdue is understandable, but um, I don't know what to make of Gonzaga my 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 best guess with Gonzaga is that, you know, from my own opinion, is that they don't have um, a leader to just take charge. And and bring that team cohesively together. You know, I know. You know, Graham Ike is is a guy that seems to be kind of the the guy that's trying to step into some of that. But they need somebody um, uh, to step in. You know, kind of like that that Drew Timmy role. That's just like can just be the guy, and they just don't have it this year. And uh, and I'm 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 curious to see who can emerge and be that for them.
0: Yeah, you know. Ryan Nimhard should be that guy. Yeah. Like that's who should be the guy. And he's, he's not there, doing it. Yeah. He's been there a hundred years. Yeah. Um, Anton Watson's another guy. He's been there a long time. Mm-hmm. But like that's my thing with Gonzaga is they don't have any dudes mm-hmm. on this team. Like there are no lottery picks. There are no first round picks. There might not be any. I think Anton Watson will get drafted yeah. into the NBA. But there might not be any draft picks on this team. Um, and that is so unusual, again, for the, for the recent history of what's been going on in Spokane. He, Mark Few has been getting top shelf blue chip talent in Spokane year after year after year, whether they're developed or they're recruited in as freshmen. But they, I don't know, they just don't have it this year.
1: Yeah, and I think if you're gonna play from that underdog role, which they're gonna have to, um, you're gonna have to have that on your team. You're gonna have to have you know some guys who have uh, that dog mentality, who have that that uh, star power in them. Um, and it doesn't have to be you know you mentioned draft picks, and it, it doesn't it doesn't yeah. have to be those caliber guys, but it has to be guys that when when it comes down to winning time. <laughs> who is your who is your 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 Drew Timmy who is the guy that's just going to be like yeah i refuse to let this team lose and that mentality just isn't there with Gonzaga uh yet doesn't mean it won't show up but
0: they they don't have it yet yeah right and so let's let's get to St Mary's then the other kind of co-favorite in the yeah. in the WCC this was supposed to be their year it right was, like this what they've boy. got they had a lot. They had a lot coming back. They, you know, they're mm. poised um, to to kind of take that next step as a program, uh, and and really assert themselves as a dominant team in college basketball. And the season could not have gotten off to a worse start for them. Mm. The ship's been righted a little bit, but um, recently. But uh, man, it looked bleak early on, John. I mean, you yeah. lost five out of your first eight. And yep. you and you were losing, you know, uh, to teams like
1: Weber State and Boise yeah. State. And like didn't, it wasn't. They did just. Yeah, lose. This, No, yeah, this wasn't a scheduling situation for St. Mary's. Right, it wasn't like, oh, we front loaded this this schedule with a lot of uh, elite, high caliber teams. Like these were teams that this St. Mary's team absolutely should have beaten, and and they just didn't. And um, yeah, I mentioned the coaches picking St. Mary's to win the conference. Um, but again, it's it's like a weird. It's a tale of, of of two different sides of the coin. Where Gonzaga came in as underdogs and haven't seemed to embrace that mentality. Saint Mary's came in as the favorites and hasn't seemed to embrace that mentality. Um, so the question is, you know, who wants the the West Coast Conference, right? Like who yeah. who wants to be the team uh, coming out of this conference to actually make some noise in the tournament? Because
0: because uh, Saint Mary's doesn't seem to be it yet right now. San Diego State is the best team in the West Coast Conference, and they're a Mountain West team, but they have wins over St. Mary's and Gonzaga, and so they are clearly the number one seed in the West Coast Conference tournament. Uh, St. Mary's is a fascinating case study because Mm. basketball is all about advanced analytics. They're they're kind of the only sport that will proactively tell you that they base their postseason on things other than just wins and losses like they base their postseason on advanced scouting Mm -hmm. analytic numbers like the you know the the tier wins and the quad one quad two all these things and like adjusted
1: efficiency margin and all these like it's like yeah like they and
0: and college basketballs yeah they're like yeah we embrace that that's who we are we do that and so you look at some, you look at some sites like mm-hmm. Ken Palm, mm-hmm. and and Ken Palm's got Gonzaga way ahead of St. Mary's and San Francisco. The Dons, sort of the consensus third best team in the WCC. Ken Palm's got Gonzaga in the mid twenties, mm-hmm. and they've got. St. Mary's in San Francisco down in the 40s, Mm -hmm. but then you look at like Bart Torvig, who I think does some really great analytic stuff. It's a site that I he he's got this like he calls it the T rank, Mm -hmm. but it's basically just his composite of all Mm -hmm. these advanced analytics. He's got St. Mary's ranked ahead of Gonzaga in all of his um, analytic stuff. He's got St. Mary's 23rd and Gonzaga 25th and again San Francisco down in the 40s so he's got a pretty big gap between those schools but even despite the struggles for St Mary's he still likes them from an analytic standpoint but but I'll just I'll ask you unless like unless San Francisco turns into like a quad one win mm-hmm. which I guess playing them on the road it'll probably be a quad one win yeah but cuz they'll be in the top 75 um, and that's yeah. all they have to be on the road to be a quad one. Mm-hmm. But St. Mary's doesn't have anything on the resume. They got mm-hmm. nothing. Mm-hmm. Gonzaga's le- at least got a couple of games on the resume. But if you look at – and you same for San Francisco, by the way. San Francisco's got a win over Minnesota. They've got mm-hmm. a win over Vanderbilt. But, like, they got nothing on the <coughs> resume. Yep. Uh, and St. Mary's doesn't either. And there's not many opportunities in the WCC – to get any wins there's just these three teams and so are you gonna be able to get into the tournament and get a decent seed in the tournament when you know you're you've got two good conference wins you beat Gonzaga once and you beat San Francisco once and you're St. Mary's like that's That's it. That's your whole resume by the end of the year. And so, I mean, I guess St. Mary's does have a Colorado State win, which is a a good win. Um, But it's, yeah, it's an interesting case. The WCC, we're used to seeing both of those teams, Mm -hmm. and even San Francisco lately, find their way into the tournament. And I'm not sure there's even, you could even say there's three teams that are a lock for the tournament in this league. I don't even know that two teams are a lock for the no. tournament in this league and certainly nobody is a lock for a top, you know, a top 3 seed yeah. like we're used to seeing out of the yeah. WCC.
1: Yeah, I think for St. Mary's, I think you have to take one from Gonzaga. You have to take both from San Francisco and hope that San Francisco continues to win conti- yeah continues lose. to be exactly yeah. continues to be a good team um because gonzaga you know uh, february the 10th they have kentucky on the schedule right so they've got and they've and already they've and they run, have and yeah it. and they and they have played um they have played some good teams already um and also they're just gonzaga right so you have you have the brand and and that matters in college basketball we don't want to think that it does but it does um and uh yeah but st mary's i I agree with you this west coast conference we'll we'll keep talking about it throughout the season but it's going to be interesting to see if they can get two teams out of that conference into the tournament
0: if i mean if st mary's doesn't make the tournament i'll just tell you now i will be i'll be devastated not because i'm a st mary's fan yeah. but because Aiden Mahaney is one of the one of the most fun players to watch in all of college <laughs> basketball yeah. and if we don't get to see him in March like it's a travesty like the America will suffer if Aiden yeah. Mahaney doesn't get to play in March he's a legit takeover a game type of guy and yeah. one of the reasons that we thought Gonzaga or St Mary's was going to elevate themselves but uh, so far we have not seen it WCC will be interesting. Uh, we got lots more on these teams and others. Don't forget to subscribe. Leave us a comment. And uh, we will be back soon with more college basketball coverage. And we'll see you guys then. What is up? Welcome back to the Speakeasy Sports Show. He is John. I am Daniel. We're talking college basketball conference predictions. It's conference season in college basketball, John. Boy. I would say, I mean, it's not March Madness, but this is where the pieces really start to come together. This is where college basketball really starts to take shape. A lot of great early season tournaments and matchups, but th- this is the real heart of college basketball.
1: Yeah, I mean, you play, you you schedule these tournaments and you schedule these uh, uh, these early games to get to this to your conference schedule, right? Like you, yeah. it's it's your it's exhibition exhibition season is over. Uh, this is, you know, you're in the games now. Where, um, for the majority of college basketball teams, this next four weeks are going to make or break your your postseason, you know, opportunities. And uh, yeah. and man, do we have uh, some good some good intrigue uh, coming yeah, down absolutely. the pike? If you're a college basketball fan, it is about I- to get very, very good.
0: Absolutely. If you are a college basketball fan, subscribe to the show. We will be covering every conference all season long heading into the tournament. We got a lot of fun stuff planned for the tournament. We do bourbon, whiskey content. We do basketball content, football content, whatever you're interested in. So make sure you subscribe, tell a friend about the show, share it on social media, all that stuff. We appreciate. Thank you for doing so. Today, let's talk about, we'll we'll kick off kind of our conference previews with what I think is the premier conference in college basketball, at least at the top and that's the Big East. Now, you could make an argument there are conferences that have more depth than the Big East does, but but I, I think at the top, there's no one who's going to dispute that that the best teams in the Big East are some of the best teams in all of college basketball, and so let's start there. So we'll start with the favorite, John. So yeah. who who do you have as the favorite? And it's really, I'd say it's a two-horse race. Maybe, maybe you'd throw a third team into that mix, but if you had to take one, who's the favorite headed into conference play? We're a few games into conference play now in the Big East. Yeah, I mean, you know, to me, it is neck and neck between Marquette
1: and, and UConn. I think um, if I had to pick one today, uh, I would go with Marquette. Um, and I think you know, part of that is uh, part of that is 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 experience. Part of that is you know. Uh, your, your guy, uh, Tyler Kolick and some, That's some guys name. like that who, who, uh, I feel like when it gets to be crunch time, um, those are the guys that can, they can rise to the occasion. If you look at Vegas, Vegas has Marquette and UConn basically neck and neck, but with, with Marquette with just a slight edge in the odds, uh, as of today. Um, but man, it's, it's hard to differentiate between those two, uh, for me at the top of the big East. What about you?
0: Yeah. I mean, I, I, I would probably go Marquette. You know, UConn just got upset by Seton Hall on the road, which is just going to show you when once it, you get into conference play, yeah. it's there are no more there are upsets. Yes, right. Mm-hmm. There are still teams that shouldn't win, but if you go on the road in conference play, like you just better be ready for it. Yep. And and so UConn losing on the road to Seton Hall. Yeah, you might think that's a big upset. It's not really mm-hmm. in college basketball. Then they come back and and they kind of squeak one out at home against, against St. John's. Now St. John's yeah. a good team too. That's a tournament yeah. team. Um, that's another really good basketball mm-hmm. team in the Big East. But UConn maybe maybe sputtering a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, got some great early season wins and look like Danny Hurley had them primed for you know to go back to back and be ready mm-hmm. again but i think at this point marquette is the more complete team and so they they're going to be my they're going to be my favorite i would mm. say in the big east but i think either of those teams we've said it before if either of those teams made the final four it would not surprise me at all um, that to me that's the ceiling national championship is the ceiling for yeah. both of those teams and boy, you
1: get into you get into we're looking ahead, but you get into late February with with Marquette, and and they're going to have a run of Providence, Creighton, and UConn, um, uh, where that, that's going to be, I think, a very telling stretch for that team right there at the end of the season. Um, yeah, I mean, wh- yeah, yeah. Whereas the, the Big East, I mean, every every stretch in the Big East, you know, I guess, but you know, for me, you throw Providence in there and. uh uh, it's going to be interesting
0: um, uh, to see how these teams develop over the next month and a half. Yeah, you want the last, you want UConn's last six regular season games? You ready for this? <laughs> yeah, let's get it. Home against Marquette, at Creighton, home against Villanova, home against Seton Hall, at Marquette, at Providence. That's that's UConn's last six <laughs> regular season games. Yeah. Like, that's... There could be there could be 5 sweet 16 teams that I just mm-hmm. listed in that in that stretch. Like that's that's the Big East. It is absolutely loaded. If there's going to be somebody mm-hmm. that's not one of those teams that wins the Big East, mm-hmm. is it Creighton or is it somebody else for you? Oh man, I really I really like Creighton
1: um as a basketball team. Yeah. But man, I'll tell you who's sneaky Villanova, Villanova, sneaky man, Nova. They they beat Creighton on the road.
0: They did um,
1: uh, a couple a couple of days ago, and um, they have been. You know, they beat North Carolina. They've been. They've had some bad losses, so they're definitely you know a team that is that is up and down. Um, But if you if if they get rolling, they've won three in a row, including that road win versus Creighton. um, I think that's a team that absolutely can. Can surprise uh, some folks in um, in the Big East. Um, yeah. I think they also have a little bit more of a favorable, you know, schedule when you're looking down the down the stretch um, in terms of how they're, you know, they got a couple like they get Marquette and UConn like back to back, and then they get you know it's not a break, but they get a little bit of a of a break to regroup. So we'll we'll see. But Villanova, I think, yeah. is would be my maybe my sleeper team. Outside yeah. Of
0: I'm gonna go Providence as my as okay. my sleeper team as yeah. my dark horse team. Yeah. I think I think Providence has looked good early. You know they've kind of taken care of business in the non-con. Mm-hmm. Uh, no real you know loss to Kansas State, um, but but wins over Wisconsin. Um, uh, Lost to Kentucky, obviously early. Mm-hmm. Uh, or, yeah. yeah, and so. And then the most – the recent win against Marquette, yeah, yeah. which is the big kind of – the thing that's kind of vaulted them mm-hmm. into this conversation. I, I just think they're a physical fo- – they're football team. That, that's, that's a slip of the tongue there, which kind of reveals, like, the style that, that Providence plays. <laughs> they're a physical basketball team. They're athletic. Mm-hmm. Um, they play – you know, they play from the wings. That Like, they're a fun team to watch. They don't have – big overwhelming star power but they're they a team that is dangerous mm. and that it's going to like as the season progresses I think they're only going to get better and better it's going to be interesting to watch them if they can get on a bit of a run in the Big East you know get a decent seed um, in the Big East tournament I think they're a threat I think yeah, they're I, as much of a threat as anybody
1: yeah. yeah and I think I i think guys like Bryce Hopkins some of the most underrated players yeah, you know, in college basketball, right? Like they—they they
0: absolutely are. um Don't have the name capable. brand talent, but they have stars no. yeah, on that team. Absolutely, yeah, yeah very capable. Yep. Yeah. um uh, Look, the Big East is loaded, top to bottom. It, it is must watch basketball. We've said it before on the show. If you don't have FS1 or FS2 or whatever the heck Big East games, <laughs> yeah. whatever channel Big East games are coming on. These days, um, you need to find it. You need to get it. You're gonna be hearing a lot of Gus Johnson on the call at Big East basketball, which, um, just I don't know. Like, a lot I of, mean, lot of
1: lot of nicknames.
0: If maybe you like get, nicknames, if you like, like nicknames. <laughs> <laughs> maybe get a maybe get a a, a, a glass of brown liquid, and uh, every time a nickname gets called out, you just take a take a sip, and uh, you'll be having a great time watching Big East <laughs> basketball be good. I love it. All right, we'll be back. We got more conference previews to do, uh kind of work our way through all the major conferences in college basketball, and we will see you guys next time.